why am I rejoicing when trouble comes? But think about the level of maturity that you ha- you have to have in Christ to even have that posture. Because yeah, the, no- the normal wrong. person, why would I be happy when, when trouble comes my way, but not realizing that it's working endurance and patience? What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the More Purpose Podcast, where we talk faith and finances. I'm your host, Clarence. And your co-host, Marlon. And we are back with episode three for season three. And today, we're going to switch it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to make it a little more interactive for y'all to also be able to drop down what your favorite scriptures is. But today, we are going to be doing three scriptures that apply to your season that you're in right now. Okay. So if you didn't know, we're going to talk about our favorite three scriptures for this year right now, for where we at, and basically go into depth of why we think these scriptures apply to where we are right Mm -hmm. now. So for y'all that's listening, let us know in the comments what your favorite three scriptures is and how they apply to your life and the season that you're in right now. As well as leave a like, comment, subscribe, you know what I'm saying, for the people that's on YouTube. Leave yes, a review if you're on the podcast. That show some love, you know what I'm saying. And hopefully these scriptures can either be something new for y'all that y'all can uh, apply to y'all lives. Or if you already know it, could be a confirmation for you if you've already been hearing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. But um, without further ado, about to lock right in. Let's do it. You want me to go first? Yeah, you, you go me? first. You go All first. Right. So, well, one, I wanted to do this topic more so to not only make it interactive for our viewers, but to also... Help us really understand why these scriptures apply to the season that we're in mm-hmm. and how we can, if we're not already, help apply, like help each other yeah. help apply it to our lives and where we're at. And I think it's very important also before we even get into it is because some people might be new to God and they might want to see, okay, I have a Bible. I just got one. But how do I implement this into, like, you know what I'm saying, my life and stuff like that? So I think it would be cool for people to see how we use these things to, mm-hmm. to help us along the way. Not for sure. So I'm gonna go ahead and tap into my first thing. My first one, I'm trying to figure out which one I want to start with first. <laughs> so of you. My first one is Romans chapter six, and it's verses twelve through thirteen. And I don't know why, but this verse has been just screaming at me every time I read it. It's been screaming at me. And it's been screaming at me so much that I have wrote, wrote it down on my whiteboard. Mm-hmm. If you come out of my room, you know. Yeah. It's right in my whiteboard, right behind my computer, right in my face. Because transparently. It's basically talking about like how sin's power is broken over you and everything, but a lot of us deal with the same sins over and over again on repetition, mm-hmm. and we don't know how to, we don't know how to let it go. We don't know how to like leave the sin behind. We don't know how to move on from that sin. Yeah. We don't know how to move on from our fleshly desires and everything. Key, read it for me. I think I got something to say to that. Go ahead, read for me. Read for me. The good word right here. Okay, go ahead. So Romans six, Romans chapter six, verses twelve through thirteen. The NLT version, New Living Translation. For those that want to know what that version is, it says, do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give into sinful desires. Verse 13, do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your body, use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Hold on. Pause. Go ahead. Go ahead. Message version, which is why I love it so much. Yeah. Message version, this is my version I have written down on my own whiteboard. It says, that means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Mm. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. So first, while we talk about this verse, I love this verse because um, I always watch uh, Dr. Tony Evans. I've been put onto him a little minute ago and he was saying that Romans 6, 7 and 8 is mm-hmm. like the three chapters in the Bible that yes. will free you from any type of addiction, mm-hmm. anything you're struggling with, any temptation you're going through. Romans 6, 7 and 8, if you keep studying that, you will become free from whatever whatever you're struggling with. And I'm like, okay, why is that? So I, I kept reading Romans 6, 7, 8. And I realized something is that we have the scriptures and you know how you said sin's power is broken and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And we no longer have to follow the our sinful desires and our lustful mm-hmm. desires. But the problem is, it's not that we're not reading. The problem is not that we're praying, but the problem is we don't believe what the word says. So, when you, so when you don't believe that you're free, you Go. operate like a slave. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and think about it. The word says the truth shall set you free. Jesus is truth. His word is truth. Jesus is the word. Jesus was the word made flesh. So when you believe what the word says, that's when you start acting how you think in your mind. Everything always starts mm-hmm. with your mindset. And that's why a lot of us tend to stay stay bound to one, one type of sin yeah. in a cycle of sin because it's like, I don't believe I'm free from it. Mm-hmm. When I believe I'm free, I will act like I'm free. And it's like, 
majority of the time, like for me personally, I'll go into like the phases like, you know how you got like the faith phases where you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm good. I'm free. Yeah. You go three months strong, whatever it is. And then the devil will catch you or your flesh will catch you at your like most unprotected moment and mm. it'll put you right back in it. Yeah. And it'll be like, dang, like, which is why I have it in my face because it's like, when you walk out the house unguarded without putting your spiritual armor on and mm-hmm. everything, there's no telling when or how you will be attacked by something that you like are tempted by yeah. and everything. So with that, which is why I keep reading everything is because that's something that keeps me awake. It keeps me like alert on the different ta- tactics of the devil because mm-hmm. like I could be out and then he might put somebody, I could be doing work, I could be doing a whole photo shoot and he might put somebody in here that might try to intensely flirt with me or whatever yeah. on that type level and then I'll be like, nah, that's the old me. I'm not, no, I'm not yeah. going that. No, you welling. I got something to that because one of my favorite scriptures comes from Romans 2. I was going to save this one. But since you said your Romans 1, I'm going to mm-hmm. say mine. And I think they have a, a direct correlation with mm-hmm. each other. So this is Romans 12, uh, verse 2. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, mm-hmm. but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So again, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. This is one of my favorite verses because, like I said, everything starts in the mind. So the moment we change the way we look at sin, the moment we change the way we look at God, the moment we change the way we look at ourselves, when we see ourselves through God's lens, when we change the way we think and think how he thinks, mm-hmm. we will be able to get out of these uh, certain things. And it says you, be, you start the transformation of your life. I, a lot of us want to be new people. Like I always talk about, a lot of us want to be transformed, but you don't realize that it starts with the way you think. So the old way I used to think, whether it was whatever sin you're struggling with. So if I looked at sex this way, it could be literally anything. You could just Mm -hmm. implement it to this verse. If I looked at sex this way before I came to God, Mm -hmm. now I need to look at sex through God's eyes. How does God Mm -hmm. see it this way? If I looked at this uh, the way I used to look at it in my sinful nature, now I need to look at it how God looks at it. And then you will start to see your life Mm transformed. But the problem is a lot of us gave our life to God, but our mind has never been renewed, if Mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying. So it's like... We gave our life to God, but our thoughts are still the same. Mm-hmm. And when your thoughts are still the same, you run back to the same habits and you continue to remain uh, in a place of no no growth, complacency. I feel like truly giving your life to God, though, is truly submitting your actions and, and your thought and your mindset and everything to him. Mm-hmm. Like letting him actually lead you on a new path and everything. And not, and you not using your flesh to be like, well, God, that's, that's not the cool thing to do. Yeah. Or God, I don't really want to let that go. So on and so forth. But it's like... Letting go and letting God like do him. Like let go and let God like yeah. actually genuinely letting God do the inner work in you to make you not have the taste for that anymore. Like I can't, me and Mom both constantly pray God not to taste out my mouth mm-hmm. for things that's not like you. So like listen, listen good prayer and listen. he's gonna knock it out your mouth. Because boy, in your own strength, well, whenever you do it in your own strength, it's the same outcome. Trust me. No matter what it is. Every time I try to do something like oh or cold turkey, whatever it may yeah. be, cold turkey something out of my own strength without the Holy Spirit, it results in a fail. I may can go one day. You can go right I back to it. I may can go one day, but we are repeatedly fall right back into it because as human beings, God did not make us to be able to conquer these things without him. That's right. We're, we have to depend on him. If if we could do it, think about it like this. If we couldn't do it in our own strength, we wouldn't need the Holy Spirit. At all. We would not need the Holy Spirit. And that's the purpose of the Holy Spirit because when, when Jesus died on the cross for our sins and he was raised again from the dead, it says in the Bible that that same power that raised him from the dead is within us. So we have that same power that raised, raised him from the dead to overcome any sin. But the problem is, <clears throat> excuse me, the problem is we don't look at it like that. And, and also we don't know the word of God. And that's kind of what like steers us in the wrong direction because we just continue to be complacent. We continue to try to do it on our own will. And I, like I, I find myself in those places all the time trying mm. to do stuff out of my own strength and guys is just looking like, yo, I'm right here. Okay. <laughs> I'm right I'm right here. I'm right here to help like, you. If you just get if you give it to me, I take care of it. Bro, perfect analogy for that. I just thought about it. You know how back in the day, for y'all my real ones know back in the day we used to watch wrestling, WWE mm-hmm. and everything, and the tag team matches. When you be, when you get when a person getting beat up, yeah. Think about John Cena and whatever teammate, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, and John Cena's on the corner waiting to get tagged in, and you over here on the floor getting beat the mess out mm-hmm. of you. You're, you fighting the devil right now Getting beat up And God t- saying like Tag me in yeah. Like I got you Like Goodness. tag me in And everything And they be lit and everything When they come in They be fired up They be like <laughs> Coming in Getting right And going yeah. crazy But it's like It takes for you to like Gain the faith And being like You know what You can You can help me out In this yeah. situation I'm gonna try my best To get towards you And ta- tag you in mm-hmm. And let you do your thing yeah. Because I Clearly I'm not I can't do it by myself mm-hmm. And I just like Just visualizing that It made me realize Like how much like 
you can't like you can't do everything by yourself. Like you can't yeah. hold the burner everything when it's not meant for you to carry it. Yeah, and and this is the thing because I think people fail to realize that when Jesus got up um, from the uh, grave and stuff like that, and when we got the Holy Spirit inside of us, people realize well they fail to realize that only our spirit was saved. Mm-hmm. Flesh is going to be here till the day yeah. we leave this earth. So some people get their life to Christ thinking, oh, everything, pieces and cream. Uh, I I just won't have that desire no more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah <laughs> D- devil looking for you. Like, he looking for you even more. Now Man, he, he's waiting at the door for you. Just let him in. You know what I'm saying? You're so you got Exactly. You got to fight way harder. So if you think just because you gave your life to Christ that all this little temptation stuff going to go away. No. It's going to come way it don't, harder. It don't go away. It don't go away. It's going to come ten, 10 times harder now. Definitely. Not gonna lie to you. That thing is actually like, wow. Like. We really do be like, you already know I be having this problem. It's just always trying to be Superman and everything. Like, Oh, nah. You can't be Superman with God. Bro, exactly. Like, it really be that. It be like- You need to be robbing. Why? Exactly. <laughs> I need to be sidekick. Like, <laughs> like, bro, stop trying to do God's job and yeah. like, play your role. Like, like, how we always talk about like role players mm-hmm. in NBA games. Like, why are you a role player trying to drop 50? <laughs> play your role. Pass the ball. Yeah. That's, no that, that's, not, you. that's not your job. No cap. You in the workplace trying to run CEO, mm-hmm. you're not meant to call the shots. Yeah. Play your role. Do do what you're good at. Do what you're called to do. Basically. Yeah. And the quicker the quicker we uh realize our role is the quicker we'll be free from some of the things that we should have been from. free from. But the problem is we think we're Superman. And a lot of us try to play God. Bro, and then we'll take on so many different things that we're not supposed to take on in the first place mm-hmm. because we're trying to play God. Yeah. When in reality, remember I, I think I, I think I talked to you about it one time while I was basically saying like how I was taking on things that I wasn't supposed to take on. Mm-hmm. So like say if God Say if you needed some money, right? Mm-hmm. And since I have the money, I feel like since I have it, it's meant for me to give it to you. Yeah. But it might not be meant for me to give it to you. It mm-hmm. might be God might be testing your patience of trusting in him mm-hmm. for him to bless someone else to give it to you. Yeah. And that's like their blessing for like for their obedience to giving you some money. Yeah. That's their blessing in the way of obeying God to give you some money. Mm-hmm. But what if I jump the gun and give you the money? And then you'd be like, nah, I don't need it. I don't need the money. Yeah. Like you just block that person's blessing because I jumped the gun. Fact. Trying to play God. That be happening all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> but it's like actually sitting, actually giving, like seeking God and everything and actually seeking what his will for the situation is. Mm-hmm. Which leads me into my second verse. What is it? Matthew 6 and 33. Verse, yeah, verse 33 through 34 mm-hmm. actually. But this other verse for me is more so like the main verse for my year. Because mm-hmm. last year it was Habakkuk 2 and 2. Write a vision, make it plain for y'all that don't know what that is. Go look it up, NLT version. But- for this year, my main verse is Matthew 6.33 because of my problem of always trying to do things on my own. Mm-hmm. But I realize when I see God, the, hey, come on, good, good water. <laughs> well, I realize when I see God, the outcome is always different. The, the purpose and the drive is always different when I'm actually seeking God's will instead of my own will, my own fleshly will and yeah. everything. So Matthew 6.33, NLT version, through 34, it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Verse 34, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So as an entrepreneur, a lot of times we get so caught up in worrying about tomorrow, the future, and everything we have planned for the future, we start stressing ourselves out because we're so busy trying to get to the end goal Mm -hmm. instead of being present in the present moment. Yeah. Instead of taking in the wins that we did today. Yeah. Instead of taking in the accomplishments we had or the success we had in today's time, whatever. But when we always think about the future, we're always worrying about Dang, I'm not gonna hit this goal, or I'm not gonna get this joint at this age. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be a millionaire at 23, 24, yeah. because that's your end goal in your head. But it's like you're stressing about the wrong thing. Like let God handle all that. God's mm-hmm. already worrying about your tomorrow. Now, you don't. It's no. There's no need for you to worry about your tomorrow yeah. right now until God says, "All right, plan for this, plan for that." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of times we'll basically skip these steps of seeking God. We'll be like, we'll seek God for a little bit, right? And then we'll start getting. What's the, what's the word? We'll start getting full of ourselves and be like, nah, I got it. I can handle it myself. Mm-hmm. I can do it myself. I can. I have control of my schedule. I have control of how much money I make, oh, so on and so forth. And then you start getting humbled because then you start realizing, damn, I'm stressing myself out. I'm not getting no sleep. I'm I'm restless. Mm-hmm. I'm getting attitude every time now, so on and so forth. And then now you're realizing, dang, I really do need God because yeah. God is not going to give you a unpurposeful life that's going to bring OD stress on you, that's going to bring old, a whole lot of yeah. unnecessary stuff that's not meant to be on your pathway in the first place. Yeah, you're going to go through your little trials and tribulations and everything, but it's not going to be the same when you're trying to do it on your own versus seeking God and what His will is for you. So that's my like main scripture for this year is to actually seek God for His plans and not jump the gun like how we talked about Bible study yeah. like in the last, last episode. If y'all ain't watched that, go watch the last episode too. But mainly just like seeking God and living righteously because a lot of people skip, skip that part skip too. that part, yeah. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. And a lot of times we stress for different things that we need, 
but we're not living righteously. You're asking God for this, you're praying for this, but you're not living what you're praying for. Like, you're not living how you're praying for. You're not living the right life. You're not doing what God's word actually says. You know what I learned, though? What you learned? Seeking the kingdom helps you to live righteously, though. That's facts. It helps you to live righteously. Because when you got your eyes, and when you got your eyes already set on the kingdom, it's like, okay. Now I know what work I need better. to put on. Think about it like this. I feel like every time I'm not living righteous is whenever I've made when I've made something else other than God's kingdom priority mm-hmm. in my life. Yep. So if I put money as priority in my life, if I put anything else above mm-hmm. God's agenda and God's purpose, mm-hmm. I'm always on the wrong path every single time. And a lot of times that's where that's like where most of our anxious uh, thoughts come from and our stress comes from. Because every time I've uh, seek the kingdom first, I've experienced the most peace, the most contentment. Yes, and the most fulfillment every single time. But I think people people really overthink it. Mm-hmm. They overthink it. And I guess it's our fleshly and our human desires. It's like, okay, uh, yes, I believe in God, but my bills come first. Yeah. My family come first. I gotta I gotta pay this. I, I need this my money first. Well, honestly, if you have put God if you if you put God first, all the rest is gonna get taken care of. It's a promise. Mm-hmm. It's a promise. But people don't look at it like that at all. Now it really I can't tell. I can't even explain the feeling that you have, like when you know that you're walking on God's path because you seek Him. When it could be no money in your pocket, and God just come through, offer you sitting there. Like we both had experiences where we actually prayed that night and be like, "All right, God, listen, listen. I need you now. You got to you got to come through right now." This happened to me Sunday. No, your word says this. Listen, I'm your servant. I'm your vessel. <laughs> I'm your vessel. I'm doing everything you've been saying to do. I've been serving well. I've been stewarding what I already had. And God, I need you right now because listen, I can't do it on my own right now. And God will literally respond. And but the, the thing about that is the cheat code to that is you can't come to God on that level saying God, your word says this if you wasn't seeking the kingdom first. That's facts. You can't because God's not gonna respond to that. Like exactly, you yeah. asking me, you asking me to come through like this, but I haven't even top priority in your life. Faithful how works is dead. You can't come to me with faith and have no works to prove it. I always talk about going to a bank where you didn't deposit no money to. Exactly. What you you got you got to put something in. You got you got to put something in to get something out. Fact. You have to put something in and get something out. And I, I love that because God gives us credit with him a lot of times. Literally. A lot of people don't like to hear that, but God really do. You you know your track record good with God. Yeah. Like, hey, listen, God. Yeah, come on out. Like, I need you. Hey, God. Hey, <laughs> come on, hey, listen, brother. Got to loan a little more money no over cap. here. I don't care. Please, yeah. a little more favor. That's a great verse. I think that's one of the that's one of the most important verses in the Bible, honestly. Not Seeking for sure. First, the kingdom of God. That's one of the most important verses in the Bible. Because, like, think about it. All our fleshly desires or everything that we aspire in life, materialistic or spiritually, whatever it is, like, it literally says he will give you everything you need. Everything you need. Not want. Everything you need. Everything. Everything think, you need. But, but think about how bright everything is. To think about how bright. It could be a job. Car, the relationship anything, you want, anything, the amount of money you want, literally anything, everything. <laughs> so imagine, I love that, bro. But like, you see how people always rushing like their life and everything. But imagine how fast your life will be if you actually just seek God the whole way, no cuts, no turns, no try to go on your own path and just everything. let Him lead you. Imagine how far off you will be if you just let God lead you. Like me and you both are on seasons right now of taking a step back and reevaluating yes. and have to switch the play up. Yes. We have to call audible right now because we jumped the gun. We try yeah. to jump ahead of God. We try to definitely we try to do it on our own and our fleshly desires of be like, okay, God said this, but I'm trying to make it here in this amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do this in, this in this amount of time. I'm trying to help and fit the image of where I see myself, what you showed me, God. But God didn't. But God yeah. didn't say right now. Like He didn't say that's that's right now. That's Slow what time. Hold your horses. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Like. Yeah. Let, let, let the play run out. Mm-hmm. You still have to learn these different things right here. You still need these things to even be able to steward the situation of what you're going to have later on in life. Yeah. But if you skip the step, you're not going to be able to handle the blessing that's to come. You just made me think, like when you said run the play, slow down. Mm-hmm. You just made me think. Think about think about when we don't know the play. Mm-hmm. Think about NFL terms or when somebody doesn't know the count. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it? A false start. False start. And they jump up and everybody else is like, but what are you doing? The play, we was calling it on two. And a lot of times we like to jump on one when okay. God was calling it on two. Mm-hmm. And bro, I just found myself, I found myself in that situation all the time where it's like, I'm I'm ready to start to play. Yeah. I'm ready to block. And, and everybody else head down. <laughs> Watch this. To even go with that track. Mm-hmm. Jump when the you, gun. When you when you on the when you uh That's a false start. Right, right there and say yep. But in, in this in this version of a false start, you disqualify. You out, you're disqualified. You you're automatically You're automatically out the race Ain't no redo Ain't no redo You have to wait till next time y'all race And and to that point Some seasons of your life will be like that So with God There's some There's some things that we mess up on That he gives us grace 
to to get the time back for. Mm-hmm. But then there's certain windows that if we don't go in and on God's timing, mm-hmm. you don't get the opportunity back at all. It will pass you by. Boy, you get disqualified. That's like, crazy. I really think about that. Like the times where you're not supposed to jump the gun, mm. you literally will disqualify yourself for even seeing the blessing at all. Yeah. Like, and then you'll watch somebody else get the blessing that you could have had if you would have just waited. If you would have just waited. If you would have just been patient. If you would have just moved on God's time instead of yours. That's so crazy, though. Why are you jumping the gun? So jumping the gun forfeits you. That's what I'm hearing. Mm. Forfeits or makes you, like, rerun the down. Mm. NFL terms. Well, it's one, it's either, so it's yeah, either it one or the other. Either, or it could be... In, it, NFL, and, 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 okay, okay, okay. So look, so NFL, when you fall start, you go five yards back. Got to backtrack. <laughs> so, so look, so look. I'd rather God give me the grace that I fall start in a football game and I got to go five yards back, but mm-hmm. we can we still have the ball yeah. in a fall start in a track meet where I'm disqualified. Exactly. It's only two ways you can go. That's so crazy. But what's the difference between a track meet and a football game? I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, play, far, I ran did track both. and I played football. And as I don't far as know. starting wise, uh, track is what straight line. Straight. Well, depending on what race. Yeah, depending yeah. On what race you're doing. Think about forty no, yard dash. Forty yeah. yard dash. Yeah. It's straight line. It's like you see the goal. You see it right there. Yeah. You go straight to it. Football is a little more obstacle. It's a little more trials and everything mm-hmm. in your way. So it takes a little more pace, like get the momentum to yeah. get to your end goal of a touchdown and everything. Right. Yeah. So that maybe that's why. The um, what's it called with track? It's a disqualification because you are you can. You're the see only it. person in your way. You're the only, you're the only person in your way, and you can see it. It's yes. Football has obstacles in your way. Yeah. Track, it's just you in your lane. That's crazy. It's just you in your lane. Track. <laughs> it's you versus you. Because honestly, that's crazy. Because now that I'm thinking about it, because I ran track. Track, to be honest, of course, it's people lined up beside you. It's a mental game. But you're not. You're not. I realize in track, you're not running against the other person. I always, I always thought track was racing. Yeah. You're running against the clock. Yes. Yes. But you're running against the clock. You're not running against the people lined up beside you. You're trying to get the time. Yeah. Goodness. Nice what, goodness. What the world? Thank you, Holy Spirit. And how you got the sudden. That's crazy. That is crazy. Women. Oh, yeah. We got to run that back. I'm, nah, I'm going to have to so, go back and watch that. That's a clip right there. For sure. Ryan, Ryan, you know what to do. Bless. You know what to do. <laughs> but nah, my uh, kind of tie in with that. This verse, I've always known it. Mm-hmm. But it's been coming, like, it's becoming more and more important to me now. Mm-hmm. It's Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Hey, hang on. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Again, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. This is my favorite verse because I found that a lot of times when I didn't know what to do, it's because I was seeing things out of my own will, mm-hmm. out of my own perspective, out of my own emotions. Instead of literally just going to God, saying, God, what is your will for this situation? What do you want to happen? Mm-hmm. And I learned that when we seek his will, it's a promise that he's going to show us what path to take. God, God does not hide his will from your life. At all. God, God is like, okay, so God is like one of the, um, so you know the game of hide and seek, right? Mm-hmm. You know how you ever play hide and seek with your siblings and you got that one sibling that hides in the most obvious spot? Like, what are you doing? But if you don't look, you don't find them. Hey, no cat though. That one, right there. Bro, you play hide and go seek. That one, that one sibling that just hides behind the door like it was the best hiding spot ever. Behind the block. And then all you got to do is turn around and you see him. God is like that. He plays hide and go seek, but he puts himself in a place where all you have to do is just seek. And he's gonna and he's gonna be right there. But that's the problem that we don't seek his will. We don't. I feel like the same thing as like yeah, like hide and seek analogy. Like one of us hiding behind the curtains. You can see you can see my figure in the curtain. Yes, it's, the curtains are see through curtain. The problem is you didn't look. The curtains are see through curtain. He said he said asking it shall be given unto you. Seeking oh, seeking, seeking you shall find. Yeah. Knocking the door shall be open. But half the times we don't even you know what I'm saying. You're not seeking. And we got to realize, we always got to realize that as humans, our will is opposite from God's will for our lives. So we may desire one thing, we may uh, crave one thing, but God craves a whole nother thing for our lives. And the more we ask God to show him his will for our lives is the the farther along we can be. And that's where he will, he will put, God will put peace in your heart to be content with what he wants for your life. Mm-hmm. And I promise you that because that's what's been happening in this season of my life where it's like I always just tell God, even if I don't mean it in the moment, God, not my will, but your will be done. Because the more I keep repeating it, the more my heart is turning. Like, 
I'm I'm coming to peace with what God wants for my life, not mm-hmm. what Marlon wants for Marlon. I may want to do this. I may want to do that. I want to go here. I want to go there. But if God if God doesn't want that, I don't want it. I was reading uh John and Jesus was talking to somebody and they asked him, oh, he was at the he was at the well right after he had uh talked to the Samaritan lady at mm-hmm. the at the well and stuff like that. His disciples came and he was they was like, Oh, Jesus, you look hungry because he was sitting at the yeah. well. And he said, Jesus literally said, My food is to do the will of my father. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just kept reading it. I just kept reading it. I'm like, dang. That's so good. Like, dang. He put <laughs> like like it was so important to him that he said, he said, my food, like basically my nourishment, mm-hmm. the contentment, the fulfillment, yeah. I get that from doing what God has called me to do, what my father has called me to do. So I kind of try to make that my mindset that mm-hmm. I get filled not by regular food, but by doing the will of God. And it's crazy though, because if you actually think about it, when you're trying to do things in your own flesh and not what's in God's will or try to do things your own way, you'll never feel the purpose in it like mm-hmm. you'll never feel like the connection of what you're doing you always feel like you're chasing something yeah because it's not meant for you to be there right now mm-hmm. it's not meant for you to be doing this right now what i have for you is over here but you're trying to go st- you're trying to still love you'll never find purpose or fulfillment in that if you try and go the opposite way where i want you at yeah and the problem is the problem is that i feel like we consult other people before we consult god that's a problem that's a huge problem like i Transparently, I catch myself doing that all the time. Me too. Big Mama said this. <laughs> Big Mama ain't God. Look out. <laughs> she not God. But I catch myself doing that all the time. Like, yeah, we, we family everything. I'll, mm. I'll go to Marlon a lot of times. But uh, of course, like, yeah. let's clarify, because you do need wise you, yeah, you need, need wise, wise counsel. counsel. But God should be the first wise counsel you yeah. go to. And the wise counsel around you. Give it to me, Holy Spirit. Okay, the wise counsel around you, the wise counsel they're giving you should align with what God already told you. Exactly. And if you're going to your wise counsel, your wise counsel should always send you back to God. Mm, there it is. Every single time. Facts. That's facts. It should always send you back to God. Make sure that's you hear about it. Make sure, that's you know how, and that's how my dad and my mom are. Whenever I come to them, I go to them for wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Th- their answer is always, pray about it. Fast yes. about it. Mm-hmm. They should always lead you back to the real they source. They should always lead you back to God. Okay, I can give you some advice and some wisdom from what where I've already been. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not, not God, <laughs> nor, nor do I know God's will for your life. Exactly. Because it might be I'm different. not God. Mm-hmm. So... Our parents can mean the best. They got the best interest at heart. But just because they have the best interest at heart doesn't mean they're always going to be right about what you're supposed to do. And that's why it's important, like we talked about last episode, to have like your own relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Because you you can you can take yourself the wrong direction by just listening to other people that you don't even consult God about your plans. At all. That's facts. If you're not, bro, Clyde, if you're not consulting God, where's the real like plan coming from? Mm-hmm. Is it just more so off your fleshly opinion? Your, fle- your fleshly so, desires. Exactly. Is it your fleshly opinion or is it off of what God gave for you to pour into yep. this person? Because, matter of fact, how our boy Raheem, mm-hmm. how you was talking about how he got uh, how he got to pour into one of his coworkers and mm-hmm. everything. But he wouldn't be able to pour into them if he wasn't getting poured into by God himself. Yeah. Like, you would, you're not going to really have the right wisdom that the person may need if you're not getting poured into by God. Definitely not. If you're not in your word, like, what you may say might not be what I need because it's going to be from a fleshly standpoint versus a spiritual standpoint. Mm-hmm. But, I do want to tap into this other scripture that will also like relate to what I was saying about Matthew 633. Yeah. Like work wise and everything. For all my entrepreneurs or all my people that's working or doing anything that they want to become better at, even working on yourself. This scripture has also been speaking to me this um this year because it's something that basically reawakened my ambition and my drive to like get things done and to work willingly at whatever I'm doing. So Colossians chapter three verses verse twenty three. And it says, work willingly at whatever you do yeah. as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. I love that verse. That little verse speaks so loud to me because it's like when you're working for people, there's no drive there. There's no, it's like it's like a sluggish feeling when you mm-hmm. get out of bed. It's like, uh, I don't want to get yeah. out of bed to work. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to clock in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm making someone else some money. Yeah. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm not doing anything that I want to do or it's not, it's not benefiting me right now mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But it's like whatever you're doing, you need to do it as if God gave you the assignment to do it. Like how I was telling y'all about like when you was working your job and everything, like it's a reason why we we be at these certain jobs. It's a reason why Raheem was able to pour into a man while he's at that job because he was mm-hmm. able to pour into someone that God had him assigned to pour into. Yeah. It's a reason why we get to do these different things because it's always a assignment at these different places that we're in. Yeah. So your assignment could have been to learn a certain skill that was gonna lead you to be able to steward your mm-hmm. blessing later down the road for real estate, so on and so forth. Yeah. It could have been you managing people. It could have been managing a team because you're gonna need a team to get to where God wants you to be at. Whenever you blow up, real estate wise, mm-hmm. for me, me working at Chick Fil A, 
it's an assignment of me learning people skills, learning how to give you to keep coming back yeah. to actually want to come back and book more and to actually have a good uh, experience. Because if I never learned that, I would still be the same shot Clarence making my clients pose themselves. No cap. Been here looking weird. Yeah. Nervous, scared. <laughs> like, what are you doing? But Chick-fil-A made me talk. Mm-hmm. It made me show manners. It made me say my pleasure. It yeah. made me look out for the next person when they when they need the help. It made me take people's shifts and actually show some type of courtesy and like just a different type of positivity that's in Chick-fil-A, a different type of standard. It made me yeah. raise the standard in my life. So certain things that we go through, you have to work willingly at it. I remember Tucker said on one podcast, he was saying how when he was flipping the sign and everything, mm-hmm. He was saying a lot of people wouldn't want to flip the sign, they job, whatever, or stand outside. But he said, but I know that if God gave me to do it, I'm going to be the best at it, even, yeah. if, even if I'm not. It's like having the mindset of, God, I'm going to do my best. Mm-hmm. It, don't have, it don't have to be the best person in the world. I don't have to be swimming like Michael Phelps out here. But if you gave me an assignment to do this, I'm going to do my best to do it and make sure I give you the glory out of the situation. So, and people going to know that I'm doing my best. They're going to know I'm trying my hardest. Yeah, it's a heart posture. Exactly. It's a heart posture. Exactly. Yeah. It don't mean be the, be the best yeah. in the world at it. It just means... Do your best and trying to show God that you are putting effort towards it. And when you when you always have the mindset of I'm working for God and not mm-hmm. mi- hold on, that's crazy. Hold on, quick promo. Go ahead, caught that hoodie. In the middle of me talking, quick promo. Let's talk about it real quick. Go ahead, tap into that. promo. Siobhan Smith, I work for God. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Link in her bio. Link in the bio. That's our mama. You know what I'm saying? Show us some love. She got all colors. And Ma, if some people come and buy some hoodies, we need to get a little, we need to get back in. A little back in. (laughs) But nah, back to what I was saying. (laughs) So when you had a mindset that you work for God and not man, it's always an assignment. Mm -hmm. So no matter what season of life you're in, it's always an assignment for God. Whether where you're at, you're supposed to uh, minister or pour into one person on that job. Mm-hmm. Whether you're supposed to learn something. But God always has an assignment. Every season of your life is so strategic. And that's, that's why you cannot take for granted any type of work you do. Whether you're CEO or whether you're janitor. All type of work is beneficial to where you're going. Look, bro, look. I like, look, watch this. A lot of people complain about school, right? Even I complain about school. Mm-hmm. But I know it's little things that God wanted me to learn. For the little time I was in yep. school, it's little things I had to learn while I was in school that helped prepare me for where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think about all the people that don't like reading. But what would they know if they if they never got forced to read while they was in school? That's true. What dollars would they have? Yeah. What skills would they have? Mm-hmm. You you wouldn't even know like how to understand or how to read or how to gain certain type of knowledge or how to look up different things if you wasn't taught that during school. Yeah. Even though you hate school, it's still little like it'd be little things. It's still little habits like the habit of consistency, the habit of waking up early, the habit of like getting work done on time. Mm-hmm. These different things are that preparing discipline. you. Exactly, it's teaching you discipline, consistency. Teaching you how to actually do things on time and be timely mm-hmm. to be punctual. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, these different things are little things that we may overlook, but it's needed for where we're going to be in life. Especially if God has like a, a different, like a huge thing for you to handle, a big responsibility for you to handle. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to handle it until you go through these little things, these little pathways to learn these different things so you can steward appropriately. That's true. Because if you don't, if you try to skip past these steps, you're going to fumble the blessing every time. Bro, skipping steps is not it, bro. It's not it. Bro, I'm, matter of fact, I, Prime example, back in Pop Warner, Cavalier Manor. Me and Marlon used to play football in Cavalier Manor. Out Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We out there, right? I get put I get put on kick return. I've never been on kick return. I never ran, I never played running back, none of that on the actual field and everything. Mm-hmm. I never practiced holding the ball and not getting stripped yeah. and everything. So when the time comes, what do you got? Nah, I ain't get here or anything. Nah, nah. <laughs> when the time comes, if you've never been prepared for it, you're not gonna know how to go through it yeah. in the situation. So like me jump basically me jumping the gun. I went through the situation, seeing everybody come my way. It's like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> seeing everybody running my way and me trying to make a move, I lose I leave the ball out mm-hmm. in the open to get to fumble the ball. Yeah. And if you're not learning how to work willingly and do what you do and go through the process, you're gonna fumble the bag every time yeah, when the blessing's trying to come your way. So my mindset is on scoring. I'm looking like, oh, I'm about to juke everybody, I'm about to score. But you holding the bag out here. You got no security over the bag. Tighten up. Like what? What you doing? Tighten that rock. Like, like, yeah. T- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Protect the job. Yeah. But if you're not protecting what God has put, what? <laughs> we'll be back to you after this commercial. Nah, that's bad. Lag. <laughs> bad <laughs> lag. Your computer, your computer just lag. Nah, you getting clipped. That's a meme. Nah, that's I'm definitely me. I love you though. Nah, that's going to my phone. GGS. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. Tongue got tied. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, you welcome you for that laugh, bro, because ain't no way. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> nah, that was bad. Oh. Yo. Matrix. <laughs> <laughs>
nature. But this happens like to both of us, like all the time. <laughs> be so we be like, though. like you could just be talking, be like, what? Yo, what? <laughs> what did I just say? What? I'd be like that in my head, and I know I just stuttered. Trying to force that is not coming out. Like, what, bro? The brain be moving fast. Yo, getting excited. No. Hey, I'm not gonna lie, that's replay value. Nah. Replay that like 20 times. Oh my goodness. Give us some watch hours. Nah, you good, you good, you good. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm clear that myself. But yeah, more of the story, work willingly at whatever you're doing as if the Lord gave you the assignment. Because there's always a reason behind everything that you're doing. Definitely. My verse is 2 Timothy chapter 2. Hold on. This is one of my favorite verses. Yeah, go ahead. Anybody, th- anybody that knows me, that. anybody that knows me know like, this is one of my favorite verses. It's one of the verses that don't get talked about a lot. And I've been telling my friends and all my people about this verse because I feel like nobody, I've really never heard this verse from nobody until I actually found it. And I even like do Bible study on it because it's my favorite verse. It says, um, verse what? Verse um, 20 through, you know the verse? I always talk yeah, about it. 20 through you know 22. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 20, verse 20 through 20, 21. One, yeah. It says, in a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver. And some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. Verse 21, if you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. This is, this is like, this was my first favorite verse like, so of the Bible. And I love it because it's like, God is basically telling you, like, if you want to be used by God, all you got to do is keep yourself pure. And just continue to do what he's called you to do. And he, it says he will use you for every good work. Mm-hmm. Some people get, like it said, the plastic silverware, it gets, it, it gets uh, used it gets used every day for normal occasions. Yeah. But the, the gold and the silver utensils, they always get used on special occasions. And I always talk about how on Thanksgiving, when our mom brings out the special utensils because the family is coming to the house. And I always think about that. Do you want God just to you want God just to just use you like plastic and just throw you in the trash? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you you gave me the glory, you you allowed me to win souls, but now I'm done. I can't, I don't reuse plastic. Yeah. Or do you want me to be gold and silver to where you come out for special occasions mm-hmm. for for the for the great use? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I always keep that at the forefront of my mind because I know I want to do great things. I want God to use me in a great way, but I gotta make sure I'm I'm keeping myself pure and doing uh. Doing great things and God using you in a great way, it always comes with a sacrifice. Always comes with a sacrifice. And I think a lot of people don't want to make that sacrifice to actually be great. Because mm-hmm. some people, we, we have big dreams, but their sacrifice is not as big, if you get what I'm saying. Not like We, we want to go somewhere big, but the sacrifice has to be just as big as where you want to go. The same thing as your work at the Don't Match Your Prayers. Definitely. Definitely. So I, I always just keep this verse at the forefront of my mind, just like to remind myself, like, okay, it's going to be a lot of stuff going on in this world because some people can get, because think about it like this. Some people can can be plastic utensils and and look at the fact that they're being used by God and think like, oh, because God's using my gifts or because God is uh, using me to do this, to speak, do this, do this, do that. It doesn't mean God's pleased with you. Exactly. It doesn't equate to God being pleased with you. Like I said, plastic silverware, when you're done with it, you throw it in trash. You served, you served your use. You served your use and now I'm done. What was the joke, the video we seen where he was basically saying how God can anoint you, but he'll be the only one that lets you work and take mm. anointing away. Yes. What was what was that? Uh, I, I forgot how I said. But it was basically saying like we, I, I don't, oh, want, no, no, I don't want no, God no. to take the anointing away from me or whatever it was. Yeah, no, he was saying, uh, God is the only, God's the only boss that will uh, fire, fire you, but still let you work. Yeah, like he'll still let you work. Meaning, like he could take the anointing off you, but still let you win souls. Yeah. and give him glory, and it's proven because the mm-hmm. uh, in the Bible it says how. Um, it says like it was that scripture was like oh God we prophesied in your name we cast out demons mm-hmm. in your name and he said depart he said depart from me I never knew you true so it's it's literally showing you that you can operate in your gifts because gifts and callings are without repentance mm-hmm. God gives them to us it's a gift yeah. if I give you a gift I don't take it back mm-hmm. so I give you a free gift we all came to this world with gifts and it's up to us to determine how we use our gifts for evil for our own our own lust our own desires mm-hmm. our own goals and stuff like that or will we do it for God's will because he gave it to us so you can operate in your gift and God still not be pleased with you because at the end of the day like we always say he's he's going to get the glory regardless and that's time. something that will never change yeah he can he can use a sinner's life to give him the glory that's facts yeah so that's one of my favorites every time you bring that scripture up it really be like making me like it'd be like dang like yes which person? Which which utensil do you want to be? That's that's what that's what goes on in my head every time I read it. Do I want to be a plastic utensil or do I want to be uh like I want to be gold? I always think about that because some a lot of people settle for plastic 
Because it's cheaper. You want your one dollar bill, you want to be a hundred dollar bill. Facts. Plastic is always cheaper. And, and you know why? This is the crazy part. The plastic silverware doesn't it doesn't require work. You use it, you throw it away. The, it take the time. Work, it take time. Of, you gotta wash. You gotta wash. People don't love. Think about think about a real human. Exactly. People don't like washing dishes. That's why a lot of people that get plastic silverware is because it saves them yeah. the time for washing the dishes. But you gotta choose which person you're gonna be. One is going. One is going to require more time. One is going to be harder, but it's going to take you farther. It's at mm-hmm. every good use. Yeah, yeah. So that's so good. I hope that don't go over your, over your head. Man. Yeah, that's Second Timothy chapter two verses twenty and twenty one. I actually have an honorable mention. Okay, honorable mention for anybody that may be going through anything. This is the go to. I send this to every single person that DMs me and says, "Why is your face so high? How do you get through this situation and don't have attitude or get mad or just snap? How do you know mm-hmm. that guys like still?" Like there, even when you go through these different obstacles and, tri- and tribulations. Mm-hmm. And I send everybody to James chapter 1, verses 2 through 3. Matter of fact, 2 through 4. It says, NLT version, it says, the title says, Faith and Endurance. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Verse 3, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Verse 4, so let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, Need needing nothing. Yep. I love that verse so I much. I love that verse too. I love I that verse so much. And then Peter has something similar to that too. Yes, it's something yeah. very similar. Like, But I love that verse so much because it's like, that's what made my posture completely different. Like, way different. It says, that, bro, when troubles, think, think about think about the logic. When troubles of any kind come in way, kind. look at it as an opportunity for great joy. Yes. Think any about kind. the actual logic from a, from a human standpoint. Why am I rejoicing when trouble comes? But think about the level of maturity that you ha- you have to have in Christ to even have that posture. Because that the, mindset, no- the normal bro. person, why would I be happy when when trouble comes my way, but not realizing that it's working endurance and patience? I like you not. That mindset changes your mindset so much because it's like now you start thinking ahead and be like, okay, hold on, all right, God, what would you what would you protecting me from? Mm-hmm. Like if if my car if the tire go out, the normal person gonna get attitude and be like, my tire just blew out, mm-hmm. start cussing up so on so on and so forth. Yeah, but spiritually. If I'm reading this verse, I'm like, all right, maybe it was something that was ahead that could have been way worse. Mm-hmm. And God let my tire go out because it could have been way worse if I would actually, I could have gotten an actual accident yeah. with another car, could have died, anything could have happened. Mm-hmm. Could have hit anything, whatever it was, so on and so forth. Or in a situation where God make you like leave a, like me and you, God was like, oh, dad was like, uh, he gonna take us to this party when we was back in high school. Mm-hmm. About to go to a party, right? We pull up, he told him, oh, no, nah, I don't want y'all at this party. This is mm-hmm. snap. I'm pissed off. I'm like, bro, what you mean? You just drove all the way here for the party. <laughs> you gonna take us back home? You wildin'. Yeah. But just for the party to get shot up afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, great joy. Like, yeah. still have a good posture. Like, all right, maybe God, all right, God. But you have to have like the spiritual discernment to know, all right, God, maybe you're trying to protect me from something mm-hmm. that I don't know of or I can't see right now. Yeah. And most, nine times out of 10, it's usually that. It's like God's protecting you from something that you can't see or he's trying to give you a, a smaller blow versus a bigger blow that could be coming in later down if you try to Keep going in that path. You might be going the wrong way. You might need a detour. Mm-hmm. He might have to try to redirect you somewhere else. And that little blow right there may be trying to redirect you to a whole other path that you need to be on versus you trying to keep going on the path that you was already on. Now, that verse is real good because I feel like people, they are not aware like of the things that God tries to do in you through your trials. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us, like we try to avoid trials. We try to avoid yeah. the bad stuff. that we, we can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. Life happens. At the end of the day, life happens. But I feel like there's always... You could always point out one lesson from anything that anything negative that happens in your sure. life. There's always a lesson inside of it. For sure. But looking at it like when stuff stuff happens to us, we always look at it like, okay, why me? You know what I'm saying? You feeling bad for yourself instead mm-hmm. of actually rejoicing. I like, think that that comes with um, self awareness too. We gonna talk about that. Gonna, yeah. Me, that's next episode. Don't worry yeah. about it. We, we need to talk about that. We need to drop great. Drop that. Cause listen, that's heavy right now. Nah, no cow. No cow. <laughs> that's heavy right now. But I feel like that goes into self awareness too because it's like a knowing like like to yourself like knowing why these different things may be happening mm-hmm. or having an understanding in your own mind like all right god maybe this is happening because you planted this and everything mm-hmm. or just knowing that like everything's not happening because i did something technically mm-hmm. like with job prime example job didn't do anything yeah and trials and tribulations are still coming his way so you could be doing everything good in the world and something bad still happened to you you have to have the posture of knowing like maybe it's not meant yeah like, i didn't do nothing wrong but I have to go through this for some reason. You have to. Yeah. And a lot of times it could be somebody else. Literally. Yeah. Or you can put yourself in situations you won't put me in. I'm telling you. You spend my boy. 
<laughs> you spinning. <laughs> that football on track, I have to watch that junk again. Nah, that was that was good. That was good. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Matter of fact, before we get out of here, what's a scripture that you've been reading recently that you feel like can apply to your future or where you're going? Mm. Put me on the spot. Holy Spirit. Mm. You said what scripture can apply to my future? Or something that you read that you read recently that smacked you in the face that was like, oh, I don't know. You go first. I got I you. I got you. I got you like you did. No, you did. You did. You caught me. Um, I think mine was well. I I technically said mine. Just smack me in the face. That's all. Yeah, anything that just smack you in the face. I was like, ooh, like that was good. Like I needed that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm reading John right now, so I'm trying to think what did I just read? I can go real quick while you think about. Go it. ahead, go ahead. Let me. Refresh. Mine was Second Peter verse five. Okay. And it says, "In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises." Supplement your faith with generous provisions mm-hmm. of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patience and endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. And in verse eight, it says, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like with that, the, just verse five alone off the, the beginning of it, when it says in view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. I thought like that's like another emphasis on Colossians 3.23 of working willingly with everything you do as if the Lord gave it to you. Because yeah. it's like, if God promised me this, who am I to not put no work towards what he just promised me? Yeah, it ain't going to just happen. It's not going to just happen. Yeah. I, I had to put work to it. Yeah. So it's like, make sure I respond to what he... Because like, I feel like God's promises is also like instructions. Because it's like, if I'm promising you this, that means you're needed at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take you to work to get to that point at the same yeah. time. So it's like, God has some way of getting, he's going to get the glory out of some way of me getting to that point of what he showed me, mm-hmm. but I have to work to get there. Yeah. I have to put the work in. So making sure I respond to everything he's promised me and everything like, we know that what God has promised us for our future so on and so forth. So it's like, just make sure I keep that in the back of my mind of, all right, God, I know you, you set this vision up. What's the plan of action? All right, yeah. man, I need to take that path. And I need to put the work in. That's good. You said that was what, Peter? Yeah. Second uh, Peter chapter one, verse five. Okay. Through eight. Uh, like I said, I'm reading John. Uh, I guess one thing that one thing that uh, smacked me in the face, I guess, from reading the Gospels like about Jesus so far is I, I would say Jesus, his awareness to to timing. And what I mean by that is Jesus's awareness to know when it was his time to perform a miracle, mm-hmm. when it was his time to act in purpose, and when it was his time yeah, to, to venture off and, and stop, go, stay still, mm-hmm. hide. You know what I'm saying? I think that was amazing to me because it shows that Jesus went through process. Mm-hmm. As we humans do, I think people think of when they think of Jesus, they don't think he went through process. And I always like when I was reading John, I was looking at the when he did the miracle at the at the wedding when he turned the, the waters mm-hmm. and wine and stuff like that. His mom was like, his mom was like, um, I love the story. It's just so funny because it showed how real Jesus was. He his mom was like, oh, they ran out of wine. Like, what what are you gonna do? This man said, Jesus said, woman, that's not my problem. Yeah, it's it's not, literally it's says, it's not my woman. Time. Like, yeah, like but he said, woman, that's not my problem. My time is not yet. And mm-hmm. I love that because Jesus he was so he was so aware of God's will for his mm-hmm. life that Time he knew. Because mind you, somebody that has all power mm-hmm. could just perform a miracle right my then dear. and there. I'm thinking about. But there's no purpose when it's not the will of God, when it's not exactly. God's time for your life. So I think that's what's standing out to me the most because I am taking a step back to know when it's my time and to know when it's my time to sit still, chill, be quiet. That's a word, though. Yeah. Because like how you said, Jesus knew when it was his time to do those things. Mm-hmm. I feel like most times we'll get full of ourselves and again, back to jumping the gun. Yep. We'll do things in the wrong heart posture. We'll do it just to show off that we just can do it. Off. Like yeah, I know, I, I know, I, and, I, you'll get cocky. I know I can turn it around. And what did Jesus have? Like, what did he have to prove? Nothing. Nothing. He's a son of man. Like, what? what does Jesus have to prove? I have to prove nothing to y'all. Nothing. Like we 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 all know I can do it. Yeah. But it's not my it's not my time right now. Yeah. And he he was smart because he performed the miracle still. Yeah. But he didn't do it in the way in that the they thought. Eye, yeah. Yeah. He didn't do it in the way that they thought he would do it. Like Jesus was gonna walk up and just you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he said, "Y'all get out." Yeah. <laughs> He said, "Go ahead, take." He said, "Take those, uh, take those little jugs right there, and yeah. take it to him." As soon as they took it to him, it was wine. Like they, he said, "Fill them up." He said, "Fill them up with water. water, like halfway, then dump some out." Mm-hmm. As soon as they took it to him, it was wine. He just did it like within the blink of an eye, and to it, where to where it still didn't expose him. Yeah. And he performed the miracle without putting his his gifts on display. Mm-hmm. That showed how humble he was too. 
and he performed the uh what the vehicle <laughs> the miracle <laughs> while also thinking of the other people about how it would affect them if they was in bad possession yes because it kept them in good grace mm-hmm. in the situation like to even think ahead like that is just amazes me yeah. all the time because again go back to self-awareness like definitely it's so many things we can point out in jesus life that we can like implement in our lives so if you haven't since we've been talking about scriptures and stuff like that i would definitely like read about the gospel because the more you know sure. about jesus the more you learn about him and his characteristics it it becomes easier to read the to me it becomes easier to read the the following books all the rest of the books in the bible are easier to understand when i know about jesus definitely locking with matthew yeah that's one of my favorite ones. So if you if you can, lock in with Matthew. Mm-hmm. Read the whole thing. Read it 20 times, 100 more times after that. And really just read the words and apply it. Yeah. Like we said, everything we said before uh, that we read for our favorite scriptures, we're, t- we're constantly trying to apply it to our lives. So make sure that when y'all are writing out y'all scriptures and y'all studying the Bible and everything, whatever stands out to you the most Work on that and try to apply it to your life until you master that. That's true. And then move on to the next one. And that's how you learn it because it's no good of just reading it without trying to apply it. So just a little quick tip. Whenever I read, so whether it be I read a chapter for the day, whether I read five chapters, or whether I I just read one verse, Mm -hmm. before I walk out my house, I always try to think on what I read. How can I implement whatever story it was? How can I implement this into today's, Mm -hmm. into my day on today? You feel me? How yeah. can I implement this? How can I carry out this uh, of how Jesus loved others? How mm-hmm. can I implement this? So always try to run in your head. That's why he said meditate on the scripture. So because you want to be able to apply it to your life. And that scripture, you should be thinking about that scripture all day. All day. All day. Like today. Because so it's going to, I always pray after I read, God put me in the position mm-hmm. to be able to apply this word I yeah. just read. Like and today, it always happens. Colossians 3.23 has, has been on my mind. Yep. Work, work willingly. Work mm-hmm. willingly. Yep. If I gave you the task. Mm-hmm. Like, so my mind all day has been, ain't no time to be procrastinating. Like, yeah. Time to get to work. Lock in. Get Definitely. it done. Get it out of the way. You, you, you're you only holding yourself up when you're not doing what God told you to do on his, like, mm-hmm. when you're trying to do things on your own timing. Yeah. I feel like that's when you only delay yourself to not even receive a blessing if you delay too long. Definitely. Boy. That's another. That's a whole other. Listen, topic. listen. This is a good. Nah, this is a real good. Nah, one. for sure. Nah, this is a great one. But yeah, like we said, like, comment, subscribe on this episode. Hope y'all liked the episode. Matter of yeah. fact, comment down your favorite scriptures as well. Whatever yes. y'all had. Um, notice if y'all heard scriptures from one of us, write it down. Let us know like what you liked about it, and how you can apply it to your own mm-hmm. life, and also your own favorite three scriptures as well. And um, other than that, make sure you leave a review on the podcast app and Spotify too as well. Come on and uh. Share some love on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Le- give, give us a follow at More no Purpose Pie on Instagram. Shout out to my mom again for the hoodies. Yeah. I work for God. Yeah. Make sure y'all cop one from her bio. We'll leave a link in the bio as well. And uh, that's episode three for y'all. So love. Love. Appreciate y'all. We gone.